Welcome to the One Signal Podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to retain and grow your customer base. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. We've got a great guest today for you, John Fishman, Director of Customer Support here at OneSignal. He is a product implementation and usage specialist, an awesome guest. Before John comes on, the episode is going to be about the power of mobile web push and just how you can increase customer retention and then how to implement it. And John will really touch on implementation, best practices. But I just want to highlight why this is crucial to your business and why you should be utilizing it. I think everyone understands mobile uh, push, but they don't understand the web component. Look, I've seen different data stats on this, but somewhere between 60 and 90% of all browser traffic is now coming through what we consider mobile. And keep in mind, iOS, iPad is considered a mobile device in terms of technology and how the browsers look. So you can access a ton of users. And for a lot of sites out there, you're not going to have a an app. It's just difficult to manage an Android and iOS app or it's hard for discoverability. If you're not a utility that people are using every single day, people forget it. And so the web is important for discoverability. It's important for scalability. And this is a really important way to find your most loyal users and engage them in highly, mostly utility-based, product-oriented messaging to keep them coming back in. Examples of that today would be the Google Suite. If you turn on your email or calendar reminder or Google Task Reminder, you're getting those slide prompts on your desktop while you're working to remind you, oh yeah, I've got a meeting coming up in five minutes or I got a meeting coming up in 10 minutes or an email came through. And you can customize how often, how you bring those in, what services you do or don't. So if I think about financial services, desktop-based games, obviously e-commerce, any web application where it's an application that's based in, in a browser, those are all great examples And news sites, sports leagues. And we see this, the people who have implemented it, they're able to collect a large sum of, of loyal users and keep them engaged and grow their usage and loyalty with their business. So really important. I'm excited to talk about this on the flip side. There's also a bunch of customer case studies on this. One example I'll call out is BetChris as an online betting service. They use it to drive up both adoption of loyal customers, drive engagement, drive bets, engagement on game day, before events, during events. With another case study, a link in the show notes is Tribune Publishing, Uh, They were able able to add 6 million incremental loyal customers to their CRM list and then grow their utilization engagement and then upsell them to subscriptions. So there's a really good value here. It's an important piece of functionality to add. So I highly encourage you. So on that note, we'll bring John in to talk specifics on how to implement and best practices. Welcome to the OneSignal podcast, John. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, Josh. So you've been at OneSignal coming up on six years. Obviously, your start off as initial, is it seven? It'll be seven in in April. Seven in April. That's amazing. You created the customer support team. You were the initial member and built out the team. You personally know as much of the product than anybody in the organization, in my experience. And so you've been wonderful in the customer things. What I wanted to get to today was web push in general, but specifically as we think about mobile, I'd love for you to talk about how easy is that to set up and how do you set that up? Yeah, yeah, uh, loaded question, but we definitely uh, yes. jump right in. Web push has just changed so significantly over the years. So back when I started, it was a little bit of the Wild West. Uh, you could basically set up web push on your HTTP website or HTTPS website. 
people could be just prompted with this sort of required native browser prompt and they just, people don't know what it is, right? So there's, yeah, sure, allow, get out of my face, I'll subscribe. And then they start getting push notifications and they're like, what are these things popping up on my browser? Over the years, people have started to like understand what push notifications are and behavior has become more sophisticated. People are more understanding of why would I want these? Does this website actually provide me the content that I want? And things have actually changed a lot since back in the days when people would just subscribe. That being said, it's also been a lot easier to get web push set up. Uh, it used to require a whole bunch of files to be uploaded to your server, uh, a whole bunch of like code and sometimes some workarounds, depending on what kind of site you're using, if it's like a site builder, stuff like that. But with all the new changes in web technology and requirements, browsers really pushing websites to be get that SSL certificate and HTTPS websites, which are required for web push, by the way, it's gotten a lot easier. So you still just got to upload a couple files to your browser, add 10 lines of code, and you can start prompting users to get set up. So it's much simpler now. Okay. And there's a difference though, between we just isolate mobile web push. There's a different process for Android versus iOS mobile devices. Can you walk us through that? Let's start with Android. Yeah, great. Uh, good question. Historically, Android, mobile devices, tablets, phones, they've always just supported web push out of the box, basically. So you just set up our SDK like you would for prompting on desktop, and it will just work the same way on, on Android, regardless of what kind of device you're using. As long as you're visiting the website in a, in a browser that supports web push, like Chrome, Firefox, those are the big ones, uh, the Samsung internet browser, you'll get prompted and you'll just you'll be able to subscribe and start getting web push on your phone. And then for the longest time, that's never was never supported by Apple. And so we just constantly got questions on the support team. How come I'm not getting prompted on my iPhone for my website? Yep. So now you can. So, you know, Apple being Apple likes to make things a little bit different. So they do require your website to be a progressive web app kind of thing. Basically, what that means is that when you go to a website on your iPhone, uh, there's a little like share button. There's a little options basically button on uh, Safari or any browser really that you click and it says there's a bunch of different options. And one of them is add to your home screen. So it basically takes your website. It gives it like a, an, a mobile app type of feel where it puts an icon on your actual device. And when you click that icon, it just opens the website. It's called a progressive web app. That's really becoming the norm. Uh, a lot of websites are doing that nowadays. You know, this could be anywhere from a, a recipe website where, you know, if you provide really good recipes and somebody's like, you know what, I really like this person's food, their, their choices, they want to might, might want to add your website to their phone. Uh, or if it's a news website or a news blog, they might really want to uh, stay up to date with your content and add your uh, website to their phone. So you do have to have that functionality on your website for it to work on iOS. And the user does have to add the website as a progressive web app to the device. But once that's set, uh, they'll get prompted just like they would for desktop or for Android. Okay. And what's in your estimation, because you're talking to hundreds, if not thousands of users of OneSignal, what is the reason why people don't implement web push for iOS? Probably just lack of awareness. Getting set up is actually very easy. You just have to add a few lines of code to your manifest file which you probably already have one. And if you don't, we have some examples in our documentation. And in fact, our documentation is full of examples. So if you're ever stuck 
or have any questions, it's probably in there. And if you don't, just reach out to me or my team. We'll, we're happy to assist you. Support at onesignal.com. But really, maybe just lack of awareness. You, you do have to create that little icon. So like we just talked about earlier, when you add the website to your mobile device, it shows an icon for your website. So you have to follow Apple's specifications for what that icon size is. And then you just have to, in your manifest, you just have to set a couple other options, but it's all documented. It's pretty simple to set up. But yeah, I, I would say it's just lack of awareness is why people aren't doing it. Okay. And what are the common support questions you get pertaining to web push, either implementation or usage? Yeah, one of the beauties of OneSignal is that anybody can get started quickly and get set up. We've had such great market penetration and such great word of mouth referrals from customers. It's like as soon as you get set up, people love it. People see the results instantly, and then they go tell their friends and they add it to their sites. Okay. And the other thing I would ask too is, what are the best practices? If someone's going to implement web push, what are the essential things that you would want to convey that they should be incorporating into their implementation? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So it really does have a case-by-case basis based on what kind of site you're running, right? So if you're doing some kind of like recipe website, right? You would probably want to send messages based on when new recipes come out, when new, maybe like ideas, like you want to trigger the notifications, maybe before dinner, before maybe on the weekends, grocery lists, things like that. Like there's a lot of cool functionality that you can think about and set up with the push notifications. And our journeys functionality is great for that. So you don't need to write any code. You would just create the content. We have a lot of, again, back to our documentation, we have a lot of great use cases and example content you can set up and use. Also with AI, you can pull up chat GPT and ask it, hey, I want to create a a message campaign. Give me some ideas there and it'll tell you. But you could set all that up with journeys and just start sending. And what's really nice is that you can send those notifications like before dinner, right? An hour before dinner, send a a recipe notification. Or if you have like a news blog, you want to send breaking news articles, you can use our API and just really quickly update customers when breaking news happens and keep them updated. Or if you're running like a, just like a blog about certain topics, send notifications when new articles come out. We have features that called intelligent delivery that also uses some artificial intelligence type functionality where it will send a notification to users based on that user's viewing habits of your site. So if they're usually on your website around three o'clock, maybe sometimes seven o'clock, around three o'clock, it'll send a notification around three o'clock when the user is most likely active online to to get it. So in terms of sending notifications, there's just a lot of easy out-of-the-box functionality we provide. But one like interesting thing is that getting people to subscribe. It's a little trickier. Browsers have changed behavior where, like I mentioned earlier, in the past, people would just show this native prompt as soon as you visit the site. And it led to a lot of opt-ins, but those weren't necessarily valuable customers, right? They're just people that just wanted that prompt out of their face. So they clicked allow or block or X and they just got that prompt out of there. So the people that did allow maybe weren't actually engaged. They were just people that were just browsing the website and saw that and just said, okay, sure. Nowadays, you don't want that. I know it's nice to see a high amount of web push subscribers, but if they're not driving any revenue... It's not necessarily something that you probably want. What we did was we added the functionality in the dashboard to set up when to show the prompt. So you don't have to write any code anymore. You can actually just tell our browser, hey, show this after 
20 seconds on the third page view or something like that. So it gives your users more time to review the website. I like to consider it like dating, right? You don't want to just ask the person out right away. You want to get to know them a little bit, uh, make sure they provide value, maybe check a couple different pages, have a few conversations with them. And then you go in for the, hey, do you want to make this like a long-term commitment? You want to send messages, you want to receive my messages. So that's a, a way to think about it, right? If you're if your analytics maybe show that users are doing two, three, five page views, then you might want to wait and not prompt them immediately when they visit the site, but maybe on the second page view or the third page view or the maybe the 10th page view, depending on your, your user's analytics. So you can do all that functionality without writing any code. Uh, just once you add our initial setup, you can actually change that. You can update the prompts. You can add new prompts, and you can really customize it as you need without having to write any code. Yep, that's well said. I'd also add you can do, once you're on a, a paid plan, you can do what we call journeys. And I would encourage, we see it in the data, every real business out there should have a true user onboarding that incorporates push, ideally email, to get them to those inflection points. So they're filling out their profile or they're, they're giving you their preferences or they're subscribing to your newsletter or you're, they're buying a product or whatever it may be your business is about. And those things are great because... To your point about send a message at this time or send a notification at this time, it's architected to the user's experience with your website, right? So when they come, they're engaged, they're now in this sequence where they're going to see, receive messages that are a different timeline than somebody else. Yeah, you mentioned like onboarding campaigns with Journeys, right? That's absolutely every website, every mobile app should have that. Push notifications are designed for engaging customers, telling them, who you are, what you're about, what you offer, and making sure that they're understanding that, right? If you have new features, how are your customers going to know that? You can send emails, you can send push notifications, you can send SMS, but not only like educational purposes, but also re-engagement purposes, right? That's the whole key of push notifications to get customers re-engaged with your app or website. So if somebody's not returning to your app or website, you want to know why um, you can send them just like a, a bump kind of message, basically saying, Hey, did you check out this new feature? Or, Hey, did you uh, read this article about whatever, something that's engaging, something that provides value, something that actually gets the customer like wanting more. Sometimes I see customers sending out like, we miss you notifications. And that's bad. You don't want to send that kind of stuff. You want to send actual informative, helpful content that customers want to receive. Now, again, it, it, it depends on the use case, right? If you have a game that is you're training a puppy and the puppy misses you, then yeah, maybe the puppy misses you. You can send those types of notifications. <laughs> but yes. if you're you know, actually trying to provide helpful content, like it, again, it depends on what kind of app you're running. Yep. But just contact support. We're happy to help. We're happy to give you ideas. Lots of great stuff you can do with ChatGPT, asking about what are some good campaign ideas for my type of business and reach out to support. We'll be happy to help you uh, get set up, review your content and do what we can to make you successful. So awesome. just wanted to throw that in there. No, I appreciate it, John. And I personally witnessed it. You go above and beyond. You're the reason why in G2, we're a leader and the number one pro is customer support. So nice job there. Anything else you want to impart? Yeah, I just want to say that even if you're not, maybe you don't have enough resources to set up web push, or maybe you don't have like a lot of technical resources, or even you don't have a lot of time to send messages, push notifications are just such a great way 
it's just a great avenue to add regardless of your budget or your technical market or resources. They're so easy to set up, but you don't have to be technical to do it. Yes, it does require a little bit of code, a little bit of files to be uploaded to your server. But once you get that done, it's very low maintenance to continue. You can handle everything through the dashboard, like I mentioned, just getting the prompts set up, changing the prompts. You can create these journeys to get customers re-engaged, to educate them. It's almost like a no-brainer why anybody wouldn't want to do this. If you have an app or website, you definitely want to have some form of communication. And so using one signal is just such an easy way to do it. And then on top of that, we you know provide you support to get you out there. Even if you want to set up for free and get started, great. You start to see the benefit of it and you want to add more features, great. We're happy to help you. But it's just such a no-brainer solution for getting your customers uh, educated on your product. Even if you forgot that you added it and then you come back and you're like, oh, wow, I have 5,000, 10,000 subscribers. There's so much research out there that shows that this functionality can help drive revenue. And we have that as well, as you've talked about on previous podcasts. So I'm happy to continue talking about that or help your business set that up if needed. Yeah. And actually, it leads me to one last question. In your experience, how long does it take to get the basic, the web push SDK set up? And then maybe like architect one onboarding message. It literally could take 15 minutes. All you need to do is just upload a couple files and add the code we provide you into the site. That, that's really it. There are additional things you can do. Obviously, you can start collecting user data with our data tags, collecting outcomes, which will help you measure your return on investment with one signal. There are certain functionalities that do require some additional code work if you want them, but just the basic setup to just add one signal, start collecting subscribers, and then send them messages. You could literally do that in 15 minutes and, and start seeing the benefit of, of it. So, yeah. That's awesome. John, I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's awesome having you finally on the podcast. We got to do this more regularly. Yeah, happy to do so. Cool. Thank you. Please listen to the One Signal podcast at your preferred directory. You can find us at Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher. And if you enjoy the podcast, please provide a positive review. We live off that, particularly on the iOS side. That's how we get discovered. If you're looking for great customer engagement software used by more than 1 million companies across the globe, try OneSignal for free today. In the meantime, have a great day. Appreciate it. Bye.